It's story time by our favourite English author, Enid Blyton. The Wishing Chair again. Chapter 15. Off to the Land of Goodies. The summer days went on and on. The wishing chair seemed to have had enough of adventures for a time and stayed quietly in its corner without sprouting so much as one wing. One day, Chinky came tapping at the children's window. They came to it at once. Has the wishing chair grown its wings again? asked Peter in excitement. Chinky shook his head. No, I haven't come to tell you that. I've just come to show you this. He pushed a piece of paper into their hands. This is what it said. Dear Cousin Chinky, you haven't been to see my new house yet, so do come. I expect you have heard that I have moved to the land of goodies. It's simply lovely. Do come and see me soon. I have a biscuit tree growing in my garden, just coming into fruit, and a jelly plant growing round my front door. Yours ever, Pipkin. Well, does your does your cousin really live there? Said Molly in wonder. How lucky you are, Chinky. Now you can go and eat as many goodies as you like. I only wish we could come too. I came to ask if you'd like to go with me, said Chinky. My cousin Pipkin won't mind. He's a very nice fellow, though I always thought he was a bit greedy. I expect that's why he bought a house in the land of goodies, really, so that he could always have lots of things to eat. Why, if you pass a hedge, you'll probably see that it's growing bars of chocolate. This sounded so exciting that the children felt they wanted to go at once. We can't, said Chinky. We'll have to wait for the wishing chair to grow its wings again. The land of goodies is too far unless we go by wishing chair. How disappointing, said Molly. I feel awfully hungry, even at the thought of going. What about wings, Chinky? Is he coming too? Wings had come back with them to the playroom and had stayed a night with Chinky and then gone to tell his people that he wasn't going back to Mr. Grimm's again. He meant to bring back some of his things with him and spend some of the time with Chinky in the playroom and some with his other friends. He was very pleased indeed at being free. Wings can come back if he's back in time, said Chinky. I don't know where he is at the moment. He's really rather naughty, you know, although he's nice and very good fun. I hear that he met my cousin Sleep Alone the other evening, and as soon as poor old Sleep Alone was fast asleep in a little shed in the middle of a field, Winks took along two donkeys that had lost themselves and told them to cuddle up to Sleep Alone. Oh dear, what happened, said Molly. Well, Sleep Alone woke up, of course, and tried to throw the donkeys out, said Chinky. But one of them gave him such a kick with its hind legs that he flew into the clouds, got caught in on a big one, and hung there for a long time. Well, it would certainly be a good place to sleep alone in, said Molly. What a monkey wings is. Yes, I'm not surprised, really, that his family sent him to Mr. Grimm's school, said Chinky. Well, will you come with me to the Land of Goodies, then? Of course, said the children. You needn't ask us that again. 
The next day was rainy. The children went down to the playroom as usual, but mother made them take a big umbrella to walk under. It really is such a downpour, she said. They shook the raindrops off the umbrella as soon as they reached the playroom door. Chinky's voice came to them, raised in joy. Is that you, Molly and Peter? The wishing chair has just grown its wings. Oh, good, cried Molly and ran in. Sure enough, the chair was already waving its green and yellow wings. But it's pouring with rain, said Peter, looking in at the door as he struggled to put down the big umbrella. We shall get soaked if we go miles through this rain. We'll take the umbrella, said Molly. It will cover all three of us easily. Four of us, said Winks, and he popped out of the cupboard and grinned at them. I've come back for a day or two. I hid in the cupboard in case it was your mother or somebody coming. Oh, Winks, I'm so glad you're coming too, said Molly. Can we go now, this very minute, Chinky? I don't see why not, said Chinky. Don't put down that umbrella, Peter. We'll come now and you can hold it over us as we fly. So very soon, all four were sitting in the wishing chair, flying through the rain. Peter held the big umbrella over them, and although their legs got a bit wet, the rest of them was quite dry. It's quite a long journey, so I hope the chair will fly fast, said Chinky. It will be a bit dull because the rain clouds stop us from seeing anything. The chair suddenly began to rise high. It went right through the purple gray clouds, higher and higher and higher, and then at last it was through the very last of them, and the children found themselves far above the topmost clouds, full in the blazing sun. Well, said Peter, trying to shut the umbrella, what a brainy idea of yours, wishing chair. Now we shall soon be warm and dry again. Blow this umbrella, I simply can't shut it. So it had to remain open, and as it happened, it was a very good thing it did, because wing. wings tried to catch a swallow going past at 60 miles an hour and overbalanced out of the chair. He clutched at the umbrella as he fell and down he went, with the umbrella acting just like a parachute. Very clever of you, Wings, said Chinky as the chair swooped down and hovered by the umbrella for Wings to climb on to the seat again. I hope you only do this sort of thing when there's an open umbrella to catch hold of. Wings looked rather pale. He sat panting on the seat. I got a fright, he said. I really did. Well, don't be frightened if you do fall, said Molly. Do what Chinky did when he once fell. He changed himself into a large snowflake and fell gently to earth. He hadn't even a bruise when he changed back to himself again. Very clever. I must remember that, said Wings. I say, doesn't this wishing chair fly fast? It certainly did. It flew even faster than the swallows and passed over miles and miles of country, which lay spread out like a colored map far below. The children caught glimpses of it through openings in the clouds. What's your cousin Pipkin like? asked Molly. Well, he was a bit plump, said Chinky, and I expect he's plumper still now that he lives in the land of goodies. He's very generous and kind, though he's rather greedy too. He could easily beat Molly at eating ice creams. 
Could he really? said Molly. Oh, look, Chinky, we're going downwards. Are we there? They went down and down through layers of clouds. When they came below them, they found that the rain had stopped. Chinky peered down. Yes, we're there. Now just remember this, all of you, you can eat whatever is growing on bushes, hedges, or trees, but you mustn't eat anybody's house. Peter and Molly stared at him in wonder. Eat anybody's house? Are the houses made of eatable things then? Good gracious, yes, said Chinky. Everything is eatable in the land of goodies, even the chimneys. They are usually made of marzipan. The wishing chair landed on the ground. The children jumped off quickly, anxious to see this wonderful land. They looked around. Molly's eyes grew wide. Look, look, Peter, there's a bush growing currant buns. It is really. And look, there's a hedge with a funny looking fruit. It's bars of chocolate. And look at that house, cried Peter. It's all decorated with icing sugar. Isn't it pretty? And it's got little silver balls here and there in its walls and all down its front door too. Look at these funny flowers in the grass, cried Molly. I do believe they are jam tarts. Chinky, can I pick one? Pick a whole bunch if you like, said Chinky. They're growing wild. Molly picked two. One's got a yellow middle. It's lemon curd and the other's got a red middle. It's raspberry jam, she said, tasting them. Better come and find my cousin Pipkin, said Chinky. We're not supposed to come to the land of goodies except by invitation. So we'd better find him so that he can say we are his guests. We don't want to be turned out before we've picked a nice bunch of jam tots, currant buns and chocolate biscuits. Chinky asked a passerby where his cousin Pipkin lived. Luckily, it was very near. They hurried along till they came to a kind of bungalow. It was round and its roof was quite flat. Why, it's built the shape of a cake, cried Molly. And look, it's got cherries sticking out of the walls. And aren't those nuts on the roof sticking up like they do in some cakes? Oh, Chinky, I believe your cousin lives in a cake house. Hell, well, he won't need to do much shopping then, said Chinky with a grin. He can just stay indoors and nibble at his walls. They went in at a gate that looked as if it were made of barley sugar. Chinky knocked at the door. It was opened by a very, very fat pixie indeed. He fell on Chinky with indelight, almost knocked him over, and kissed him soundly on his cheek. Cousin Chinky, you've come to see me after all, he cried. And who are these nice people with you? Molly and Peter and Winks, said Chinky. Glad to meet you, said Pipkin. Now, how would you like to see my biscuit tree to begin with? And after that, we'll go for a nice hungry walk and see what we can find. End of chapter.